With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Steven Zeta. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the kickoff of Listener Request Month 2014. Uh, well, the, the back end of 2014. Did we do one earlier in the year, by yeah, the way? We did. We did one in February. All right. Well, so this is the back half of the month, twenty uh, back half of the year, rather. Oh, why did we do it again, then? I don't know. We, do, we, we sometimes <laughs> like to do two times a year. Sometimes November, we don't do it at all. November is yeah. kind of in our programming season. A It's the grab bag month. I think last year we did Stay Tuned. Maybe the year before that we didn't do anything. You know, it's just right. sort of like whatever. We have a couple months slated for s- certain purposes, but this time around we're like, you know what? Let's give them two listener request months. Yeah, and it's totally fun. So we perused hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of phone calls. So, you know, up front before we uh, get underway this month, thank you again to everybody who called in. It was most fantastic of you and it was like uh, almost 700 or something it was almost 700 phone calls and you know if you're if your movie doesn't get picked here right but then like we wind up doing it down the road like there's a good chance you inspired us there is a lot of stuff that was already you know on our to-do list right uh and we'll we'll keep watch as they go along but first uh i will say steve was this a steve selects this was not a steve select 1968's Wild in the Streets, directed by Barry Shear. Uh, this was requested by David uh, from America, uh, who called in and had this to say. This is David calling from the real America. As we approach this vital midterm election, there's one issue on everyone's mind. The horrors that would be unleashed upon this country if people under 21 were allowed to vote. They'd get hippies into office, popular musicians and actors would control our foreign policy, and before long, anyone too, square for them would be put into camps. Fortunately, we don't have to imagine this nightmare scenario since it was put to film in the 1968 movie Wild in the Streets. But not enough people have seen it, and so they continue to advocate that teenagers should be allowed to vote. Please help spread the message of Wild in the Streets before it's too late. So that's the real America. This is like this is like Hulk Hogan, red, white, and blue, oh, grade A beef. That's another America. Yeah, that's not this America not this in the America. movie, not in Wild in the Streets. Or the America we record this in. Oh, we're in, no- in Obama's America at this point. So that's <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was, oh, my God. It's really right around the corner. No, yeah, o- Obama's America 2016. <laughs> uh, this was written by a guy named Robert Thom, uh, who also wrote Crazy Mama and Death Race 2000. Crazy Mama is like Jonathan Demme's like second ever feature. Like second or third feature, and then Death Race 2000, of course. is classic. It's Death Race 2000, yeah. I don't have all my records in front of me. This is probably the oldest we've gone in, since no? The Conqueror. I'm oh, yes. Say. Since The Conqueror, yeah. yeah. I would yeah. say so, We've yeah. only hit the 60s once before. We've done a couple of 70s here, and they're not too much. Ton of 80s, ton of 90s, a little bit of early 2000s. A little bit of today. A little bit of what the hits the, of what today. What was the other 60s movie we did? 
wasn't that the con- wasn't the no, Conqueror's? Conqueror's fifties. Fifty six. Oh, I apologize. I think this is our first movie in the sixties. I mean, this is slap dab right in the middle of the sixties. It's it's well, the, towards the end. It's the sixtiest feeling sixties movie ever. You can smell Kennedy's corpse all over this movie. <laughs> Which Both of them at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we did the same joke, but just said it differently. Yeah, I was going to say which one, and Andrew did it the better way. <laughs> I don't know about that, but Eric, you really clung on to this movie. Yeah, this was an Eric Peruses. <laughs> Not a new plug, but an Eric Peruses. There were, you know, this, was a, this was a tough one for me to pick because there were so many great choices. Oh, yeah. And it's just like some of them are coming down the line. You know, Don't worry about it, but... This is just, it sounded so crazy. And, I, you know, I made a list of, like, ones I hadn't seen. I was like, oh, right. these all sound fucking crazy. This, fuck, this fucking sounds crazy. How is this real? <laughs> how, is, how is this something? And then I saw it, and I was like, this is fucking crazy. How is this real? How is this something? So then, you Eric know. whispers alone in his room at night. <laughs> I do. And so it's Eric, been, do you believe this? No, I don't, Eric. <laughs> Should we really kill those people tomorrow? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> That'd be fucking crazy, Eric. That'd be fucking crazy. Oh, God, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> how, does but, it, how does it exist? Anyway, so, so yes. Yeah. So, so I selected this one. Um, what uh, is this movie about? To really just like boil it down like we used to do. Like boil down, boil it down. this movie to its essence. Mm-hmm. What is this movie about? It's a movie about... <laughs> it's, a, it's basically a horror what's it of if <laughs> children... Well, like... If the voting age got lowered from then 21 to 14, I suppose, is where we get to. Well, the reasonable thing, it, it, yeah, it's, it's like, oh, this is where it's all going to go. This is what they want. This is what they're going to get. Right. You know? Yeah. This is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And oh, when, the, when the kids learn to vote and then what do they do? They elect a bunch of greasy hippies in the office. These psychedelic rockers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who aren't just about free love, by the way. They're about shutting down anyone that's not like them. So it goes both ways, pal. This movie uh, does want to have its cake and eat it, too. Oh, for sure. It does want things both ways. And that's why it's a colossal failure. Mm -hmm. And we should point out right now that the New York Times, when this movie came out, said that it was, quote, an instant classic. (laughs) Whoops. You, that's why, in hindsight, you can't throw around things like this is going to be a classic yeah. film. What a fucking modern masterpiece. Because you know why? Fucking 40, 50 years on, someone's doing a podcast calling you a moron. <laughs> you weren't as present well, as you thought you were. Well, you know, in the moment, you see all that youth culture turmoil around mm. you thinking, what if these maniacs got a say in the way we govern our nation? What <laughs> What what would happen then? You know, it's speed like, limits, <laughs> what? seat belt laws. <laughs> oh well, I never. Well, it turns out, mu- much like most South Park episodes, everyone's a little bit wrong. You know, like <laughs> maybe both sides are looking at this too too extreme. Yeah, good call. Um, so we open on a really, and you said this is like kind of horror-y, like the. The start of this movie right. this is a sounds very, like a horror movie. This is Dahmer's childhood, man. <laughs> <laughs> what if Dahmer played in a groovy 60s band? <laughs> like and, Charles Manson did? Right. Like, what if Charles Manson, mm-hmm. instead of murdering Sharon Tate, if he didn't have that those moments of... Well, he, 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 he had her murdered right. by yes. his, his acolytes. I mm-hmm. apologize to Charles Manson. <laughs> Damn the, right The blood was will. not on his hands. <laughs> 
Just all over his shirt and beard. Oh, <laughs> I was about five minutes away from taking credit for reading a book that I was that I haven't. Oh, because wow. my girlfriend's reading the biography, and I was like, "Well, you know the biography," and I was like, "Shut up, Steve! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't read that fucking book." Pipe down, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. So it's like if if Charles Manson didn't do his crimes there, what? Uh, and he was elected president. Where yeah. would we be today? And mm-hmm. that is well, not today. I guess where would we be in the moment? And right. maybe. First hundred days in office, I suppose. Yeah. Manson's first hundred days. <laughs> what would he do in his first hundred days? But it, it kind of reminds me of the beginning of the Hyder in the House. This little montage of yes. horror. Right. Yeah, because it's all like it's. So we 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 open on like this weird thing where it's like fireworks going off, and you hear Shelley Winters whispering, and she's like, "I just don't want a child. You can't make me have a child. Why would I bring a child into this world?" And also, she doesn't want a boy because she's like, "If it's a boy, I'll die. <laughs> oh, I'll just kill myself." Well, it's kind of almost like the beginning of "It's a Wonderful Life," right? Because <laughs> it's just these two lights talking to each other. <laughs> But in the worst way possible. Yeah, nothing's You're totally right. Nothing's on camera really yet. It's no, just, it's just fireworks and sort of like a like transparent American flag sort of waving around. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. <laughs> Clarence, you idiot. <laughs> you stupid dull angel. You'll never get your wings. Yeah, so she's just yeah, she she doesn't want a boy, and then like we kind of flash forward a couple of years and like she's hitting this kid. Oh, she's hitting the shit out of this kid. Well, she's never gonna matter nothing. Like it's just like real creep shit. In mm-hmm. her defense, he's ripping all the plastic off the furniture. Yeah. Which like I've seen, you know, the like pe- you know, people put like the plastic covers on a couch or something. Right. But in this movie, and I guess it's just because it was like sixty eight, so you know, it was what it was. This shit looks like saran wrap. Yeah, it's like pretty blue gross. saran wrap. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why would you put this on your couch? Just all binding up and the sound every time you sit on that couch, the crunching. Oh, it had to be horrible. I mean, I think we're over plastic on couches, right? We're well, done with it? Well, because we've invented stuff like Scotchgard. And, right. And we've, we've also evolved into a more disposable culture where, yeah. it's, <laughs> where it's like, oh, you know, I'll get a new couch next year, whatever. Let's I'll just throw this fucking Moore Ikea. And Flanagan. <laughs> Hi, my Bob's Big Store. That guy is like a skeleton with a flesh suit on. I think these might be a little regional for our listeners. Bob's Discount Furniture? Is that... That's got to be regional. Yeah, probably. Maybe. Raymore and Flanagan's national. That's Is right. it really? Uh, what for about our overseas listeners, it's a furniture store. <laughs> and for everyone else, Jennifer Convertibles, <laughs> which is not about cars or ladies. <laughs> Neither. Neither. That's the brilliance of it. <laughs> So, like, we flash forward, Greg Brady shows up, which is kind of cool. Yeah, Greg Brady's playing this kid as, like, a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old or something like that, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and he's not creepy yet. Like, he, this kid turns creepy, but, like, when he's Greg Brady, he kind of, like, I think he gets a dog at this point, and the mother's like, I'll fucking kill it. Like, there's you know a, what I mean? Like, there's a really awesome part. Like, this was not a trained dog actor. Like, this yeah. was just, like, a dog that someone brought in, and it's fucking hilarious because, like... The kid is like, hey, dad, like, friends are coming over. Like, I don't want the plastic on the couch to look stupid. And the guy, and the dad is like, oh, they'll say, son, you're right. Now, uh, who is it who works around this house? And he's like, you do. That's right. And who brings in the money to buy this furniture? 
You do. So who would you say owns this couch? You do. Well, then let's do it. And they start like tearing the plastic off. And Shelly Winters runs in like, now what's going on here? And as she does this, the dog actor gets like spooked and totally bites Greg Brady's arm. It's so (laughs) funny. And it's just left in this like, it's like this big fat bulldog just like takes a bite out of Barry, whatever his name is. And and Shelly Winters not only smacks the son, but also the father right up in the face. Oh, yeah. Just 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 abuse all over the place. It's a really shitty life that this kid has. So then we flash forward again. Now he's like a teenager. Yeah. Real interested in chemistry, making some homemade LSD. He he's is like a beatnik chemist. He's yep. got that little wool beanie on. And totally he's just like little oh. Walter White action. Little 1960s Walter White. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because like Shelly Winters in this movie. And it's it's more apparent like later on, but like she definitely has like a thing for this son of hers. Yeah. And like in this basement scene where he's making the LSD, she's like, So what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just making some LSD because I fucking hate you. <laughs> and she's like, Oh yeah, you know, you should you should be like a, a chemist that makes perfume, something that smells good. Make your mother smell good. And he's like yeah, but I'm just going to make this LSD, so could you <laughs> shut up? And you're just like, that's kind of weird, Shelley Winters. I hope that doesn't really escalate it anymore uh, of this movie. It does. Yeah. So then it's like he's just sick and tired of this family life. He goes <laughs> mental. He man. stabs that plastic-covered couch. Well, because he saved up $800, which I did some calculations, which I think was $1 million back then. <laughs> One and a half million dollars. Uh, that sounds yeah, a little yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. One and a half million yeah. dollars in the yeah. 60s. So he's like, oh, I'm a millionaire. I got 800 bucks. So yeah, he starts slashing up the couch. He's breaking things. But, you it's know, pretty twisted. In yeah. defense of Shelley Winters and that couch, uh-huh. it is still in good condition while he is clearly aged at least, what, like 10 years? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, maybe? that couch does have him beat. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it was a good investment and maybe putting the plastic on it helped it. Well, it didn't help it when he plunged a knife into it no, multiple times. No, and there's times. feathers everywhere, and he, like, breaks a bunch of shit. He's throwing lamps all over the place. Then he writes, like... He kills with... that dog. No, he doesn't kill the dog, does he? No, he doesn't kill it. He, oh, he oh. actually gives the dog a, a teary-eyed farewell and says, I can't bring you, boy. You oh, know, right, the... right, right. And then he writes, like, Mom and Dad, like, I'm not going to be your slave anymore. Your son, Max. What are, XO, XO. What does he say? It's Mama, comma, Papa, screw off. <laughs> Me, XXX. Yeah, screw off. Screw off. That's some fucking harsh language. And it's like a what... harder sit on it. And then he walks outside and tosses a car bomb into the car. He blows up the family car. It explodes into a fiery abyss. This is like the beginning of Heath Ledger's Joker, I think. (laughs) I think that's how he got his start. (laughs) Yeah. It's so fucked up. And like that's like your beginning of this movie, is this montage of this kid growing into a really weird person. And then what you don't see, uh, he somehow magically becomes this like... 60s psychedelia pop superstar who's like seemingly overnight he's a multi this voiceover narration by the way is also like you know like a 1950s industrial type of yeah this this voiceover narration while it does sound like it's from an industrial film it's also like a deadbeat dad it fucking comes and goes when it pleases (laughs) yeah so (laughs) only on holidays this son of a bitch shows up (laughs) reeking of whiskey and lotto tickets and Max Frost then became a multi-millionaire 
after taxes, of course. <laughs> so to tell you, like, it's not just like a bullshit millionaire. No. Where he's only got like 500K in the bank. Well, he's like, uh, he's, he's worth $12.4 million due to record sales, public but, appearances, and LSD money. Like, yeah, he's yeah. a fucking drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, well, he can true. make the shit. Yeah. And we're introduced to like his posse. He's got a little posse with him, which is like his band. There's a dude who's got a hook for a hand. Larry uh, Bishop. Oh, Larry Bishop, right. Yeah. yeah, from all those motorcycle movies that nobody watches. <laughs> yep, <laughs> like, that's the one and the same. Yeah, that's the conversation <laughs> Eric and I had in the beer store earlier. I, I know. Like, Who <laughs> the fuck is this we, guy? Yeah, we were we were at 7-Eleven picking up some beer, and I ran into Steve, and I was like, I don't know. He's a guy that wears, like, tuxedo shirts and, and rides motorcycles in the West or something. That's just, that's Larry Bishop's bag. He had a movie come out, like, maybe, like, three or four years ago at this point, but it was, like... Another Larry Bishop motorcycle movie. I, I want to say Danny Trejo may have been involved. I'm sure he was. Was it right. Michael Madison? Madsen. Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen's in that movie. Yes, oh, that's. I might Hell be. Hell Ride. Hell Ride. Yes, that's what it was called. It was a real Quentin Tarantino presents situation. Yeah, gonna, it felt like it. I feel like that's a rubber stamp. He's not presenting all these movies. He's not watching all these movies. <laughs> no. Madsen shows up. He's like, hey man, good. Give me a favor. Yeah, it's you like give me this movie. Give me like your two top stars and then like six IMDb keywords and like <laughs> QT's got a formula for whether or not he will present that film. Here, here's the uh, the uh, the summary of Hellride on IMDb. Oh right, the story deals with characters Pistolero, the Gent. And Comanche. Ah, that's a movie I'm not going to watch. And I've seen this movie and I don't remember a thing about it. And the deadly, unfinished business among them. <sighs> Hellride. Yeah, I was more excited to be watching this movie, Wild in the Streets. All right, let's get back to that. <laughs> uh, he's got a 24-year-old, very important, she's 24 years old. Yep. 24-year-old girlfriend who is, or just friend, like acquaintance. She plays a, She plays so, like the organ in the band. Her yeah. name's Sally or some shit. Uh, she's a former child star, but now LSD head. As yeah. The, uh, oh, yeah, the narration comes back and be like, that one's uh, got some problems. <laughs> this one here is spoiled goods. <laughs> and this one here is Richard Pryor before he made it. <laughs> Dude, Richard Pryor is in this movie doing the worst fake drumming of all time. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Richard Pryor is like the drummer in this band, and you're like, you got lucky, Pryor. Thank God you were a genius stand-up comedian. My God, the acting in this movie. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like this movie's all over the place, and like a lot of these characters come in and out, but it's weird. Like him especially. Like I mean, maybe because I'm, I was looking for him to come back. Yeah. He does nothing in this movie. He's got like every so often, like they'll cut to a, a group of people, and he'll be there, and he'll be like, "Yeah, baby," yeah. or not. <laughs> like my, it's just fifty-fifty yeah. on that. My favorite Richard Pryor moment is there's like a scene kind of towards the middle of the movie where this this singer is like political career is on the rise and they're trying to strategize and of course like because the movie has to make sure they keep being dirty hippies the whole time they all like sleep on the same pile of pillows yeah. so like these two dudes are like discussing political strategy and one guy is just like laying on richard pryor's lap and Richard Pryor's job in this scene is to just sleep through the yeah. entire scene just pretend you're sleeping while this guy like talks congressional strategy with another person. I'm pretty sure this isn't exactly how Richard Pryor experienced the 60s BT dubs. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> also, there's Billy Cage. Now, he is the youngest graduate of Yale Law. 15 years old. 15 oh, yeah. years old, and he's a lawyer, and he does ta the taxes for the multimillionaire. 
she is like foolishly Max Frost. Uh, this guy Jimmy changes the name to Max Frost. Uh, he's foolishly his whole like platform is like if yeah. this guy's a genius, everyone who's fifteen's a genius. Yeah, <laughs> that's not how that shit works. It's so stupid. And also Max Frost, you might want to check this dude's backstory because this actor ain't fifteen <laughs> years old. So I am not buying that this buddy of yours is. 15. And that's the thing is they're all sitting they're all sitting around and they're like, "Oh man, being 30, I think I want to be dead before then." And I'm very clear, obviously a couple of these people are over 30. You oh yeah, I mean? it's like, all like, "Oh man, I'm just going to end it all, man. 32 total tops. What's the fucking point after that? I just want to strangle these people." Yeah, and it's just it it just turns into a bunch of stupid shit like Oh, we need ki- we need kids' rights. You know, it's like it's, it's like it, it, Nickelodeon, it's Nickelodeon in the nineties. It's, it's yeah, kids' it's, rights. It's a nineteen sixty eight up with kids. I hate it. But it's like you got the important issue of yeah. people who are eighteen. If they're dying for the country, should be able to vote, and that's a real thing. Lower the voting age to eighteen, whatever. Well, but, that's I mean, that's where this comes from. Like that didn't happen until like seventy or seventy one or something like that. Yeah. So like they're taking the real argument like of the time and, and being just, like, but look what could happen. You know, oh, 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 what's what's next if these eighteen year olds could vote? Huh? Oh, 14, 10? It's so I what, mean the- what's what's next? Dog voting? <laughs> Is that what you want? I God, kind I, of want dog voting. I love dog voting. <laughs> like, step on this panel or this <laughs> panel, Mittens. Oh, that just reminds me of uh, Delocated. John Glazier yeah. becomes dog mayor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. But, I mean, I agree with you. And that that's kind of the... I mean, like, I'm... I feel like I would have been a hippie back in the sixties. Are pretty damn close, you know. They had some pretty good mustaches. I was all. I'm always <laughs> pr- more seventies than sixties. FYI, I, 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 it's, I good, skew, it's good to know. <laughs> I, I skew seventies more than sixties. If I, you know, imaginary decades that you could live in. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. For I, sure. I just want an open denim jacket. Like we're smoking weed, but we're not talking about pot. We're just doing it, man. We're just hanging out. You're just doing it, and yeah. nobody's making a fucking big deal about it isn't that the worst yeah we're just hey man you want to just sit around and talk about how we're smoking weed man no i don't do you know what decade ice cube what 90s 1890s (laughs) oh wow that's right I just give give me my tobacco and get off my land. <laughs> Bohannon <laughs> oh i'll get you in your railroad yet <laughs> but the the fun, the weird thing is it's like they they really knew uh, Phil Oaks was actually approached to be this lead. Uh, oh yeah, he was supposed to be Max Frost, and he read the script and he's like, "Yeah, that's kind of not what I'm about, man." Because <laughs> I mean, what this movie does is just strip that whole movement of any kind of uh, legitimacy, legitimacy, logic, logic. Like, is you know, it, it takes away any and all race elements that are never brought up. Any and all, like, no. Like it's just like all they want to do is just drink their drugs and and, 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 and make little babies vote and like that's kind of not it. <laughs> you see that? You see that? They're doing their drugs. They're making that baby vote. <laughs> you drink our LSD and you raise your babies. See if I care. I mean, that's the thing is that none of that stuff. I mean, the war is mentioned, but also kind of in passing. Like it's just like, oh man, we're just so naive and fucking stupid. Well, that's the thing is like we won't talk about the war. I mean, this is fucking '68. Like we won't talk about the war. But we'll keep talking about like drafting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's like as far as this thing will go. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you're trying to make this like grand gesture about like what you perceive to be a problem with an entire generation, like 
get specific about. Well, shit. do you think they were like, like, oh, take out these references to the war? I mean, this movie's going to come out in '68. It's '68. The war might be over by then. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who might have won it by now. This movie comes out, the war's wrapped up, and we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Well, there'll be real egg on our face. <laughs> I think to a degree, it's also like this movie's put out by Metro Goldwyn Mayer, and it's like, let's not ruffle too many feathers. Right. We'll just ruffle that feather, that <laughs> feather, and her feather. Let's just um, show a 60s freakout concert. Oh, man. So, yeah. So, like, we get to see this band perform several times. So many times. And this is just like the worst fucking music. It just, it turns my stomach, this kind of music, man. The, the dude it's, who does play Max Frost is nobody, right? Like, or just kind of a, a nobody. He looks exactly like the professor from uh, Gilligan's Island a lot. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could see that. He he was a dude that was supposedly like in line to be the next James Dean and then oh. just like totally he, just I, I read that he had like a, some type of nervous breakdown. Oh, really? Um, he, there's apparently like an E! True Hollywood story about him. <laughs> about this guy? Yeah. Um, what were the he, later seasons of E! True Hollywood story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently Suppl- he, E! True Hollywood stories. Supplemental. Yeah, you can only watch it online. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually you can't. I tried. <laughs> I looked for that. Right but in for the transcript. Apparently he ended up being like um, kind of a shut-in a little bit. Oh, really? And um, by the way, the I was looking through the main cast. Out of the main players. Yes. Uh, Hal Holbrook outlived everyone in this movie. That's so insane. That is outrageous. Hal Holbrook might outlive everyone in America. Hal Holbrook. I would be fine with that. Hal Holbrook is, and I didn't know this until seeing this movie. This is like the earliest Hal Holbrook I think I've seen. Mm. Um, he's a Walter Matthau. Like this yeah. guy was never young. No, he never was. Mm. Like in this movie, like he's playing like this youngish politician who's supposed to be like 35 or something. Mm. He just looks like grim death. He just looks, <laughs> he's, he then looks old as shit. Well, no, he's, I mean, he's like a Kennedy-esque type in this movie. Like right. he's younger. Because they put him up against Ed Begley Sr. who had made a career as being the least likable screen presence ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy was hated in every movie he was in. <laughs> so he's a bitter fuck. Yeah, he never played like a humbled grandfather. <laughs> little little known fact, Hal Holbrook's life story is Interview with a Vampire. He's actually Lestat <laughs> the Vampire. At the end of *Interview <laughs> the Vampire*, when he pops up in the convertible and starts biting Christian Slater, that was Hal Holbrook. Oh wow! I yeah. had no idea. That's pretty amazing. That is pretty. You great. know what I think is one underrated movie and uh, performance by Hal Holbrook? What's is, that? Uh, Fletch Lives. Who is he in Fletch Lives? The he, bad guy, I would bet. Yeah, he's like what? <laughs> that rings true to me. It's been a while <laughs> since I've seen it, but yeah, he's like a he's like a son of the South type of guy. Oh, well, that makes sense. I was going to say the only scene I really remember from Fletch Lives is when he, like, accidentally goes to that clan meeting. Yeah. It's kind of the funniest part of that movie. Yeah, he, he also wears some fake teeth at some point. <laughs> he loved disguises, that Fletch. Well, it's, it's the, the way this band operates, and I don't understand, like, maybe how music worked in the 1960s. Like, this band is never on tour. They're never announcing dates. They're just always playing in the line. Because the concerts come to them, man. <laughs> hey, baby. Baby man. They say baby so much in this oh, movie. I'm they say try baby, to and he's calling everybody his troops. Yeah. Like the fans of the band or the yeah. troops. Yeah. Ugh. But like Sickening. He's just hanging out, smoking weed with his friends, and he's like, yeah, man. It's just like, we, fi- I just read something today. That 50, we're 52% of a country, man. 52% of the country's under 30. 
And they're just playing a song like 52% is less than 30. That's why this music makes me sick because it's exactly that. It's like we say something and it's like prophetic <laughs> and then instantly a song's written about it. Yeah, they're never practicing. They're never, he's never scribbling. It's no, just, like there's later in the like minutes from what we're talking about, he's like, you know what, Hal Holbrook? The voting age really should be 14. Well, 14 or fight with us. Like the song like just happens. And I'm like, no, wait. I was like, what? Ba -ba -da -ba -da, 14 or fight. Ugh. Ugh. I read that 52%, 52% of America is under 25 years old. The rest of them, babies, they're the minority. We're the majority. <laughs> It's so terrible, the music in this. But like, jeez, oh, man, even me at 18, I'm not going to be fighting for the rights for a 14-year-old to vote. Not. You know why? It's stupid. <laughs> that's, it and that's the, and that's a 14-year-old should see it's stupid, I, too. A 14-year-old doesn't want to vote? No. Thanks. In order to vote, you need to have all of the mechanics of masturbation worked out. You know what? <laughs> that's it. That's number that's Well, my, actually, wait a second. Then 14-year-old boys would be fucking perfect for voting. <laughs> She's still figuring it out. Though. Hey, I remember my track record. So instead of pulling a lever, <laughs> yeah, it's a, you. Uh, oh no! I had the one it. where I had to punch the hole. Well, they're not all lever pulling, right? Yeah. Then, so, oh, 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 yeah, we you get the dangling Chad. In yeah, there. I was going sort of the back route to a, a hanging Chad joke. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. I'll be back in the year 2000. Oh, that's a rough country. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad ride. It's a good joke, Jack. <laughs> you sure you want to do that? <laughs> oh, your tires will never make it. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, but I mean, the, Hal Holbrook is this Kennedy-ass guy who's coming out. He's like, look, I think he's running for senator, and he's like, you know, I want in California the right to vote in 18. And like, that's... And they're like, oh, dig, man, I dig that. And they're just kind of talking yeah. and like, yeah, baby, man. <laughs> and to be clear, like Hal Holbrook is using Max Frost's band to mm. be like, look, I'm hip with the kids. Like, you're a popular right. musician. Like, I mean, just like we still do now, like using actors mm -hmm. and musicians to get yeah. the youth interested in politics. You're a popular musician that never tours and only plays in one location, and, which and is known nationally somehow. Which this one location appears to be a darkened, like uh, uh, a community college auditorium. Doesn't matter, baby. We got the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Beaming all these waves across this great land of ours. And, you know, I, I, I think I like the music a little more than you do, Andrew, but it's all always with this fucking Lenny Bruce speech that he's got to give beforehand. <sighs> oh, And man. I'm just tapping my foot. I would, I, I mean, I hate the music in this movie so much, I would listen to a spoken word record of this jackass just bebop and scat about fucking contemporary politics, man. And it's like, there's so much for the, the, the voting rights of children that they're, they're willing to throw every other group under the bus too. Because oh, yeah. at one point he's just like, you let the chicks vote, man, you let that happen. So this is going to happen now. Like that's what they, they start talking about like, like, like the fucking suffrage movement, and they talk like about the, like, civil like civil rights, rights. and then it's like, and now it's kids' rights. 
No! No, absolutely not. Also, civil rights wasn't worked out yet. FYI. Yeah, we hadn't dotted all the I's and crossed all the T's on that one. <laughs> hey, baby, man, it doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> we just got to get these kids to... You know, the kids will sort it out, man. But it's... it's <laughs> no one bothers to... And I, it, this is actually still a larger problem with voting, where it's like, name me an issue that that person you're voting for is like on board with or yeah. against like mm-hmm. we have a hard enough time with like adults doing that some fucking 14 year old kid you're like all right sammy you know what is this person's stance on gun controls i don't know man skateboarding <laughs> you know it's like they don't bother to think about what they're saying and, and i and i get it by the way this yeah. is all supposed to be a big like nightmarish reality yeah like oh look hey, what man, would happen. that's a good idea sammy i'm gonna replace every gun with a skateboard because I can do that. I'm Max Frost. I'm the president. Not yet. You're not. Well, once you get to voting. So he screws over Hal Holbrook because he gets out on stage and Hal Holbrook's like giving this like televised event. Or right. whatever. He's like a rational, real person ish. <laughs> he's the most level headed right. person in the entire film. And we're supposed I mean, like, and that's the thing is I, I again, like I was all for the hippies, but I feel like a, a guy that should oh. be. Against the hippies in this movie. This movie's making me hate hippies. Well, that was its intention. Yeah. Well, it did a good job because like, these <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> so he gets out on stage and Hal Holbrook has just said to him, like, all you have to do is go out there and say, voting age should be 18. Play your song and get off. And he's like, all right, baby man, I got it. And he gets out there and he's like, you know what, man? I've been doing some thinking. If my little baby accountant over here can't vote, <laughs> then nobody should vote. You see that little baby over there? That baby does my taxes, man. Does them great. And I'm a millionaire, man. And and that baby's a genius. And that means, hey, man, all babies are geniuses. <laughs> it's like baby geniuses. <laughs> yeah. He's starting start to make him sound like Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> yeah. But so he's like on national television. He says, so that's why I'm standing here today with Hal Holbrook. And the voting age should be 14, baby. And like Holbrook's jaw drops to the floor like, oh, Fuck! <laughs> yeah. like you fucked me on national television. <laughs> what am I gonna do? And he's like, and you know what, baby man? I want all my little babies to to meet in the Coliseum tomorrow. Two, three days from now, we're gonna have a big old rally. Fourteen year old voting rights, and everyone's like, oh shit! And like everyone is freaking the fuck out. Like, what are they gonna do with this rally? The the the, the narrator wakes up and he's like, the rally was scheduled, and all of the country was terrified. Everyone was shitting their pants. And, and, and teenagers started to show up in droves. But why? And, and Friday morning, not Saturday, the day of the event. Even though Hal Holbrook and... <laughs> well, I guess he's not named Hal Holbrook. Well, he closed it up. <laughs> even though Hal Holbrook and Max Froster isn't scheduled to appear in, for another 24 hours. And then uh, a gar- light hits a gargoyle and Ed Begley, Ju- and Ed Begley Sr. wakes up. <laughs> And he bat his bat wings fly him to Hal Holbrook's house. And he's like, "Man, what's going on here? I hate everyone." But Ed Bigley Jr. was still in the egg, basically. Well, he was he around. Was, he was Egg Bigley Jr. But he was. That's so stupid. Yeah, baby man. I'm glad it played. Yeah, baby man. You know, you, I think the little egg should be able to vote too. Hey, man, if you're a person at conception, why can't this zygote vote? (laughs) Get out the zygote vote. I'm now imagining uh, that egg character Sheldon from Garfield and Friends. (laughs) As uh, I really think I should have the right to vote, you know, even though I'm just stuck in this here eggshell. Oh, yeah, Shell, baby, you should be able to vote. (laughs)
I can't wait to do Christopher Guest movies. <laughs> that sounds really groovy, baby man. Uh, so what happens is like somehow or another, all these teenagers storming the Coliseum, like when anyone storms a Coliseum, mm-hmm. you know, fight breaks out, mm-hmm. and like a couple of kids get killed. I don't know. I don't know. That's a little later. The kids oh, is kids. that when that happens? Because I one of my notes is finally dead teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Because I was fucking rooting for it I mean, the whole I'll just time. Put, I'll put the Hell's Angels in charge of security. What's the problem? Well, because <laughs> basically, Ed Begley... <laughs> we saw that fail before. Yeah. Ed Give Begley's, me shelter. Ed Begley Sr. and Hal Holbrook go to his compound. And like right, try and, that's... Yeah. They try and talk him out of it. They're like, look, 14 is fucking nuts. And and, like, could you... At least maybe fifteen, and you know Ed Begley doesn't rub anyone the right way, and storms off. And Hal Holbrook's like, "Look, this is how the world works. You got to make that guy happy because he runs California, et cetera, right. et cetera. You have to make a concession." He's trying to teach him how politics work exactly. because uh, he's a stupid kid and he doesn't understand how politics work because <laughs> he's been fucking making LSD in his basement and never took a fucking civics class. And he so he he talks him down, and they go to, up to fifteen. And for some reason, Hal Holbrook's okay with that, which 15's still way too fucking young. Though. I think it's because he's just, like, they are lobbying for, like, 16, 17. Yeah. Like, that's what, like, Bagley Sr.'s like, oh, it's got to be at least 18. If you're not doing 18, maybe 17. And he, Hal Holbrook's You know how those people are, right? And everyone starts looking <laughs> the other way. And he's like, uh, all right, so 16. And the guy's like, no, baby man, don't forget my accountant. His birthday's next week, and he's going to be 15, you baby. You tell me my baby genius <laughs> can't figure out your voting? What oh, I, yeah. I, I, I do think it's, like, I'm just thinking of today's modern media. Like, if, I don't know, let's just say Rihanna, because I don't know anything about modern music. If she's like, you know what I want to do? I want to change the uh, voting age to 15 because of my weird acquaintance who's 15 and always hanging out with me. Yeah. I want her to vote. Everyone would be like, what the fuck is up with Rihanna? You yeah. know what I mean? Like Everyone would have a big problem with it. That, I guess that's really the issue here is this guy's on LSD all the time. <laughs> Maybe there should be like a national conversation like, dude, Max Frost is like, Fucked in the head. Yeah, he's constantly impaired. He doesn't qualify to be a politician. Yeah, like I mean, a, he can't be president. He's constantly fucked up. And he's like, hanging out with babies, literal babies. Yeah, and Hal Holbrook should drop him, but it's like he's become such a force in nature. Like all these kids are so obsessed with him. It's oh just, yeah, he's a, a beacon of, of hope. It's a life of his own. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite part about like this scene where they're having this summit at his like casa, mm-hmm. you know, is like. All of these, like, stuff shirt, like, old politicians are in this room, like, watching this debate happen. And all the, like, hippies and jivers are, like, walking around. I'm like, hey, man, you scared yet? You getting scared? Maybe you'll get cold feet. And, like, like sneaking up behind people and, like, getting in their face and shit. It's kind of like a scene out of The Devil's Advocate. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, why? You're tempted by our lifestyle? <laughs> The kid, uh, the 15-year-old kid, is actually portrayed as a homosexual character because he wants to have sex with Hal Holbrook. But it's one of those like 1960s yeah. things where we're not going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they're like, well, we, we got to get him laid, man. And the girl's like, I do it. And the, the kid's like, I do it, too. And then everyone's like, ah! And then the scene's over. And you're like, yeah. wait, wait, what are we trying to do? And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all going to laugh about it and then never address it seriously ever again. There mm-hmm. is. Uh, no, this is. We can't, uh, we can't win everyone's rights in the 60s, everybody. I'm well, sorry. Because the 60s, you know. <laughs> Worried about baby men votes, you know? They weren't yet, like, that good about 
being open with your sexuality nope. or other real progressive issues. Because there, there is an instance of the F word and not the fuck word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like, you guys are those guys. Oh, and it's yeah. Like, it's and everyone's old... laughing about it. Yeah. Like, just having a big old laugh. Mm-hmm. So they have another concert. And this is the best concert. Because the interstate gets shut down. <laughs> it's like Woodstock, man. Well, that everyone, hasn't happened to everyone's <laughs> flocking to this concert, right? And... And, and like the day before, whatever, like when that first concert had happened, Shelly Winters sees on the TV, Uh-oh. like, oh, that kind of looks like our son who ran away after blowing up our car and <laughs> destroying our house, you know? And so she turns it up and she like hears him singing and she's like, that's our Johnny or, you know, whatever. So they go to the venue for like the next concert. And like Shelly Winters in this movie is obnoxious like yeah. she's just constantly screaming and yelling and this whole sequence is she's like i'm his mother i'm his mother yeah. and she's trying to like get into the stadium and all this shit she like they pay a ticket like her and the husband get in mm-hmm. and this is a great blink and you miss it moment but so they sit down and they sit uh they they sit down in their seats in this auditorium and they're betwixt this young this handsome little red-headed fella Turns out to be a 1968 Gary Busey, just in a totally uncredited role. So, like, they sit there and they watch this performance. And this, like, I don't know what this guy is supposed to be. It's, like, sort of a Jim Morrison something something. Yeah. And he's, he's more like, like Neil Diamond, if you I mean. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. And, like, he's singing and up on stage and they're playing this song. And this is what I was talking about earlier. Shelley Winters is like watching him and they do this really weird thing where they cut between like her, like looking up at him, like in this awe moment and then flashing to her thinking about like when he was a baby and like a kid. And then she's like, no, 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 no. Just watch him now. Don't think about him as a baby. Watch him now. And like, she's like weirdly falling in love with him as he's like singing on the stage. Well, she also gets herself all sexy for him. Like that's the thing. She dyes yep. her hair. She yeah. makes the husband get, get good looking. Like, right, like we're going to be young and hot. They put a toupee on the husband. This leads to the biggest drop ball and the biggest question mark in the world of yep, this movie. Pretty much. So like, she's like, she tries to meet him. It's like the Beatles. Obviously she has to like fight through teenage girls and finally, like, Oh, it's my mom, baby man. And he's like, Oh, let's, <laughs> let's hang out. And they, they all jump in the car and he's like, Hey mom, you can drive. We're all, we're all cool. And he's like trying to, because he's probably stoned out of his gourd and they're driving. And like, I think they start fighting over the wheel. Cause she wants to go someplace and he wants to go someplace else. And she's or- screaming the whole time. Being- no, baby, man, we're going to In-N-Out Burger, man. <laughs> <laughs> and the car does a fucking barrel roll over a child. This kid who's just, like, playing in the front lawn or something and gets killed. And, like, he goes, he Max fall, crawls out of the car and is like, holding this kid in his arms like, I never want to see you again. And I'm like, but what about the police? What about this kid's parents what about the press you like, just, yeah you just cost me a vote man <laughs> yeah i mean like this little baby man could have voted max frost 69 man look what you did to that little baby man again rihanna runs over rihanna's mom runs over a kid and rihanna's in the car her out al- next album isn't selling so well no exactly and like 
You're right. It's a drop ball because it's never brought up ever again. He just says, like, I never want to see you. Like, he's clutching this dead kid. Shelly Winters is, like, kind of battered and bloody. Like, she crawls out of the car, too. Right. And she's, like, just sitting there. Well, And then we, like, fade out. And that's the last but, it's ever talked about. But here's the thing. is like, who's who would be the best at getting rid of a dead young boy? Living young boys. So his <laughs> he probably has his legions cover it up for him, right? Like... APB, old baby man out there. I need your help. <laughs> but this movie's only like 94 minutes long. Like, I could take a few extra minutes for them to sort of explain the baby aftermath man, of that I need car you to accident. take that boy and put him on the train tracks. <laughs> Way down, outskirts of town. It'll be like that movie, Stand By Me, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> And I mean, the, the, we keep cutting back to like Hal Holbrook and the, all and Ed Begley, and they're all like stroking their beards, wondering how to knock this guy off his pedestal. He's a fucking kid murderer. Like, yep. look up the record. He's got drugs everywhere. I'm sorry, that's my ride. I gotta go. <laughs> Podcast over, everybody. But yeah, exactly. They're they're high up in government, so obviously, just call the police on them or whatever. Or you're high up in government. What do I know about government? They have assassins. Yep, the CIA, the FBI. Like, totally. Yeah, you. I mean, Ed Begley Senior is a sitting senator or something in this. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he gets one free shot. I don't understand why they. I mean, you don't even need an assassin. Like, you just have to bring this up. Like, why was Ted Kennedy never president? One word: Chappaquiddick. Like, <laughs> yep. that's it. Like, it's like you fucked up, Ted Kennedy. That you don't get to be president now. Like, that's how you <laughs> stop that dude in his fucking tracks. It's right. like, oh yeah, this guy who's like kind of clinging on to me politically, and he's trying to make all these weird things about kids voting. Mm -hmm. Um, he fucking killed a kid in a car with his crazy ass mother. I don't know who was driving. He says it was his mother. Who gives a shit? Well, high on LSD. He wants kids to vote. What he's not telling you is he's the one killing kids. <laughs> or you, where is Giancarlo Esposito and the rest of the dudes from Malcolm X? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> when are they breaking into the church? Is, <laughs> they, they're nowhere near it. So now, like, like, everything is in full swing now. Like, Holbrook has unfortunately, like, hitched his star to max frost and the frost mm -hmm. tones or whatever the name of this fucking band is well that's the thing is he and he's like really like a uh a really tragic figure because he's the guy that made it all happen man if he yeah. didn't if he didn't do this if he didn't court that young vote like a yep. loot because they're, they're like uh, i think people even like kind of call him out on it they're like you only want kids to vote so kids will vote for you and you right. know like that's obviously well his... yeah <laughs> <laughs> and but also Stupid idea. This is, I guess, this is the f first real instance of a guy, a politician, having this stupid idea that that uh, the youth will vote. Right. No <laughs> youth ever votes. Twenty-year-olds don't vote. Thirty-year-olds don't vote. He also. This is the first instance of rock the vote that I've ever heard. It's they, pretty much rock the vote. They, no, they, they say rock. The oh, vote. do they say rock they the say, vote in this movie? They say you got to rock the vote, babies. Oh Jesus! So MTV saw this year. They later, did. Yeah. The entity. The the being. That is MTV. Do they um? Do they say vote or die in this movie? Yeah, maybe, maybe I missed it. Because that would also be like appropriate for what's going on in this movie for vote or die to be invented that, there. Well, that kid died. <laughs> he it did not vote. Or or yeah. he, he should have voted because he died instead. <laughs> Nothing happened. 
So Holbrook wins in like a landslide victory. Yeah. Like you see him like in his car with his wife, you know, and he's like, oh, we have such cause for celebration. Like we didn't have to wait for the concession. Like it was such a fucking landslide. You know, everybody's getting laid tonight. Like it's it's all gravy for Hal Holbrook. And he's got like a 16-year-old kid and like two other younger kids who are kind of important, like a 10-year-old and maybe a 5-year-old girl, I think. Yeah, something like that. And, um, you know, so now, like, he thinks it's like, that's it. Like, yeah. that's great. Like, now we're, guy. now we're off. And, but Max Frost, like, has his own ideas. You know, he's really pushing for this. Like, he wants his little baby accountant to be able to vote at 14. <laughs> so he starts, like, you know, trying to figure out, like, what can they do? What can they do? And it's, it's this really crucial moment where Hal Holbrook's son, like, gets in a fight with him. Yeah. Right. And, like, he slaps him in the face. Mm-hmm. And so the kid runs off to Max Frost and he, like, it's this awkward thing where, again, they're all sleeping on a pile of pillows and coats. Mm. And, like, this kid walks in, like, in the middle of the night. And they all start beating the shit out of him because they think he's, like, an intruder or something. Yeah. But so he divulges this information where he's like, hey, man, you know, this uh, this congress uh, this congressman, like, in your district just died. He was, like, this 80-year-old nothing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, you know, it's like well, they got to have a special vote to, like, a special election to replace him. You know, so, like... Right now, you can't get elected to office unless you're 25. Do you know anyone in this circle of entourage-esque friends that's 25? And that's like his like ex-lady friend or whatever, the organ player from the band. Sally. Sally turns out to be 25. So they like, again, nothing you really see. There's yeah. no like campaign no. scenes. But all of a sudden, magically, they take their same like, you know, youth popular vote and push the energy towards Sally Sally gets elected to Congress, yep. and now all of a sudden there's like a hippie in the house, man. <laughs> oh, man, they're going to freak out a bunch of them squares. She down comes DC in with a tambourine, way. just fucking scaring people. Well, yeah, I mean, the, fa- the fake history and the real history of uh, California was ruined by special elections. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's a good to point. To get some ill-equipped celebrity in the office. <laughs> So, like, Sally's in there now, and, like, this is what doesn't make any sense, is she, there's just a scene. She's just a congress, she's just one congressman. And she's in, like, the, you know, they're in, they're in the chambers, and she's like, so here's my demands, baby gents. And she starts just, like, reeling off, like, you only have to be, uh, you know, like... 14 to get elected to Congress. You only need to be 14 to be a governor, 14 to be president. Right. And like all these hippies are like up in the, in the, in the, you know, the gallery space, like hooting and hollering. I was like, how is this all getting passed? There's one of her. Yes. <laughs> one vote against And everyone. then, like, dozens of other old fuckers. Well, no, isn't this when we start putting acid in people's drinks? Is that? Oh, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, I, I forgot one of the most ludicrous parts of this movie. She, she, she basically puts it into, like, a bill. And she's yes, like, this is my right. bill, baby. This is right. what's going to happen. Then, you're right. Like, well, that'll never get cast. And, like, we don't have to be high on LSD for that to happen. Someone <laughs> summon up Ed Begley. And he just soars in. <laughs> Did someone call me? It's like Charles Dance at the end of Golden Child. <laughs> He's fucking Q the winged serpent. I was just eating my bloody oatmeal. I said, I'm not. I'm not cursing like a British person. I was blood in my oatmeal. Baby blood. Baby blood. So That's why like- I'm against babies in the White House. There won't be a baby at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Not while I'm in charge. 
If a baby's in the White House, I can't drink its blood. <laughs> and I want all baby blood. How do you think I survive? I live another day by that baby blood. I am Lestat the Vampire. <laughs> no, that's Al Holbrook. Oh, right. I'm sorry. We're getting mixing up our monsters here. Before, what was uh, Antonio Banderas' name in that movie? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he was the sexy vampire. Oh, he's the sexiest of all vampires. Just like in that Ed Bagley Sr. <laughs> that's right. I am a sexy vampire. <laughs> Because all vampires are sexy, right? <laughs> Every uh, they, last one trans, of them. Transmittive properties. So, right. So, there again, we're back up at this Casa Man, just fucking dropping tabs, going for a dip in the pool, trying to figure out what we're going to do. And they come up with the idea to taint the entire water supply of Washington, D.C. <laughs> well, politicians would have to be in D.C. for this to happen, huh? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Man, but, you know what's funny is I, this, it sounds terrifying to me to taint the D.C. water supply. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's a circus. You wouldn't want to go to the circus on LSD <laughs> see a bunch of those clowns in Washington. <laughs> those big-shoed clowns. This may be our but, most political episode yet, Dylan. <laughs> But this is the stupidest thing ever because the way they taint the water supply is just a shot of Max Frost holding a jug <laughs> full <laughs> of li- this, this liquid LSD that he just hucks into a swamp or something. Jug and all. <laughs> it's yeah. so like he he takes special care to like unscrew the top and he's like, okay, I'm going to put the top down. Thank you. And huck, in goes the whole jug. And they're like, What's awesome is like, yeah, man, you got to get the word out to all our babies to get out of the city that day. Don't drink any of the water. That's just for all the old squares. Cut to like this. But why wouldn't they drink the water? Isn't that what they do? Yeah. Why would they have a problem with it? You're right. Maybe it's too much for our babies to take. (laughs) They are just little babies after all. Don't tell them this, man. But there is a difference between a 14-year-old's body and metabolism and that of an (laughs) an adult man. I just want their vote. I want the power. And th- cut to Al Holbrook doing his best poisoned Kirk impression. <laughs> <laughs> like that strained walking that where I have to just bad. kind of, oh. Uh, yeah, it's a clear. It's Al walk- Holbrook yeah. doesn't know what happens when you're on acid. He's, like, he's walking around like, they're moving the camera, right? Because the ship's out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in this scene, I'm supposed to act like I'm on the high seas. Is that correct? Okay. That's what getting high is, right? <laughs> yeah, he's just grabbing all sorts of chairs and walls. Yeah, it's like Spock just hammer punched him in the back. And he's like, oh, I can't get from here to there. So they were that fucked up. And somehow the vote went to the floor. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. And the police were nowhere to be found, FYI. No, no there's no security. Mm-hmm. No, none at all. That's what most of this movie, by the way, it pretends like political security isn't a thing at right. any point. It also pretends like the actual voting on laws matter because you know it's not like well sorry you voted on it that means it's the law forever <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i mean when you sober up you're gonna be like what the fuck is this chicken shit scribble <laughs> fuck this and you yeah. toss it out a window and there's a there's a fucking president that could just veto that shit anyway exactly 
So they get this thing passed, and then all of a sudden, like kids can be president. Because right, that's what yeah. that's what everybody uh-huh. loves. We love that little kid president who's like a YouTube sensation. Yeah. Wait, we would just love it if there was a kid in the White Hold House. Hold on a second. There's a little kid president. There's like a. It's like an internet sensation. There's just a little kid. He's kind of like and sassy, sa- and he says he's the president. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like, oh, if I was president, I'd do this. Then he says something cute and like, you know, snappy. Oh, I get you. He's like a hilarious child. Well, guess what? I'm not going to vote for these vote, voter rights for these kids. <laughs> something like that. Some little sassy kid in the oh, wow. It's, I mean, it's it's the same kind of thing, right? Here's what it is. It's like um, John Wilkes Booth. It's it's like, uh, hey, kid president, if uh, is there a law that you wouldn't veto? And he's like. I wouldn't veto chocolate pudding. And they're like, oh, thank you, kid president. Like, that's what, these, that's what kid president uh, Okay, I take it back. <laughs> so anyway, next thing we know, Max Frost is now launching a campaign to be president. Yep, because it, I guess it's November, and I guess it's a presidential <laughs> The timing year. is just, it's all working out for this weird LSD scam. But, and that's we, the thing, is, it's not like years are passing, because he's 24 in the beginning of this movie, and he's 24 at the end of it. Very yep. specifically. It 24. makes yep. no sense. Even but, though the actor's probably 32, but just, you know. <laughs> Can we just briefly talk about, there's, there's certain instances where we're just like, it's the landscape of Washington, D.C., and it's just like a translucent ghost-esque figure of Max Frost singing songs, like... <laughs> Like doing his little routine, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, because he's still a musician at heart. Yeah, I mean, he's. St- what I'm saying is, he hasn't forgotten the music. No, no, that's no, very important. Not. Well, that's why you know I would have loved it if you know Reagan kept up acting while president. You know, like that would have been something, right? <laughs> One of the songs was like number twenty two on the charts, and it was like obviously like none of these people did, their, did the music like richard pryor certainly was not playing the drums so it was no. just a bunch of like studio musicians like, yeah this was like this was a soundtrack film like yeah, yeah this this soundtrack album did sell yeah great <laughs> another sign of the times <laughs> the shit music charted and then here's <laughs> something that means absolutely nothing to this movie which is he runs as a republican and it's like oh man baby i don't want to run as a republican but the democrats hate my guts oh yeah like, Okay, and like it doesn't do like there's nothing like he doesn't have to do like it's not House of Cards where he's make he's got to do this deal to get that deal and like maybe he's gonna no, take. No, they barely I mean, know what the difference is in this movie. Uh, Republican primary where where a lot of states only a Republican can vote. Yeah. I guess you get enough baby men signing up as Republicans. Well, that's don't but, forget, Eric. They are the fifty two percent. Fifty two percent of the country's population is under thirty. You know what and, else we can't forget? They are the future. <laughs> but that, that's a that's a great point though, and that's something that I had a problem with. Like, so I feel like if I was fourteen and this shit was going on, I'd vote against this clown. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, not all fourteen year olds are going to be into this. Some fourteen year olds a listen to their parents and b like a lot of them do. You know what I mean? Counterculture wasn't every kid in the world. You know right, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's even in Hal Holbrook's own family. Like, the oldest son goes off and he joins Mac, Max Frost and his whole campaign or whatever. But then there's like. The the younger son, who's like the the logically thinking one, he's like, but dad, like, you know, you and I, you know, we always, I guess they they joke in the family, like, because the parents are so young that like the kids are like almost close close enough to be siblings. Yeah, yeah, right, Hal Holbrook. <laughs> but like, so he's like, yeah, dad, like you're my friend, but I I understand that you know 
you're older than me and you're more experienced. And because he says, like, you know, like, you're a better fisherman than I am because yeah. you've been doing it longer and shit yeah. like that. So there are like level headed kids. So you're right. Like, not the entire 52% is going to be like, yeah, kid power. Exactly. So that means, like, let's say you get 40%. That means the other 60% is clearly going to vote against you because everyone's like, who the fuck's this clown? You yeah, know, so like, you're, like, this music sucks. I'm not going to vote for that guy because that's the other thing, right? It's 1968. Not everybody was listening to this fucking hippie psychedelia shit pop rock okay no, absolutely the not. worst music of all time you know kids were listening to other things too yeah and so you could even base it on that like oh that guy that writes the terrible songs about stuff he was doing the day before <laughs> no i don't want to vote for that guy to be president also i'm 14 and i have literally no interest in voting so i'm not gonna show up yeah, I, I just love this. Like, it's the fear they're trying to strike in this movie only works under the assumption that, like, kids give a shit about politics, mm-hmm. which they don't. Well, I mean, they're they're storming the Capitol. They're running all over the steps. It looks like Battleship Potemkin <laughs> meets Kent State. Oh, a couple of kids get, get greased at some point because they're, like, doing yeah. a rally and, yeah. like... I think it's before they get the vote and like before they figure out the great acid plan. Yeah. And like the, the narrator's like, hello everyone, I'm back. And by the <laughs> way, there's a big rally and it's going to be, oh my God, here they go. And they like yeah. rush the steps and they get fucking iced by like four or five cops. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, that's a, you were out of line. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I storming was... the Capitol building, you know, yeah. shit's going to happen. This is also Fuck where he's like, get hurt. he's like, they took four of us babies. They took four of our babies away. I was like, shut up, Max Frost. So, Again, you only care about it's four voters that were taken away. Oh, my God. And then there's a scene where, where uh, Hal Holbrook's son confronts him mm-hmm. about like the politics of the time. Right, man? They, they somehow just get to meet <laughs> in like capital chambers. Right. No one else is around. And the son has this line about like, like... There won't ever be wars again. We know that. Ugh. Like, not any big ones. Like, they, people, you know, Vietnam is the be-all and end-all, and there won't ever be a war again because right. we've learned our lessons. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also, like, want to get, foolishly, these fucking idiot kids want to get rid of a foreign policy altogether. They... Which is What's, awesome. They just want to be like, what, isolationist China? Like, what are they saying? In one narration line, once Max Frost wins the presidency, he disbands the military. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think you get to do that as commander-in-chief. I know you're commander-in-chief, yes. but I think if you're like, well, that's it. I'm getting rid of the Army, Navy, and Marines. and that, Well, guess what? Now we have a military dictatorship because yep. you're dead. Yep, I, yeah, I, yep. I'm going to sign this little piece of blue paper and I'm going to mail it to the military and they're going to all go away. <laughs> oh, I guess, I don't know, the director of the CIA is the president now. Great. It, where yeah. is the fucking crooked, cruel CIA that I've been looking for this whole movie? Like, the yeah. cr- silver haired, black glasses, yeah. no <laughs> smiles, and terror. Even the FBI, J. Edgar was bopping around D.C. at this time. He would have fucking had all these kids on stretchers. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they have some line about, like, they're trying to figure out, like, what can we use against all these old bastards? And some dude says something about, like, well, you know, man, I bet J. Edgar's got a bunch of stuff in his files. And it's like, <laughs> oh, we're going to dig through, like, FBI files and use yeah. dirt, like, on people? Because Hoover's just going to turn that shit <laughs> yeah, over exactly. to some pimply-faced 17-year-old well, kid? If, if there's enough pimply-faced 17-year-old kids, <laughs> he'll have no choice. Or maybe, maybe they'll, you know, do a little favor. <laughs> a couple of favors? A couple so, of 
Maybe. So he runs as a Republican, which means nothing. Like you would think, like you would have to make a de- no, nothing, nothing, uh, as as if the rest of that national party like just didn't have anything to say about it. They're like, yeah, yeah, you can run as a Republican. That's fine. You'll be our you'll be our our presidential candidate. Fine. It's like letting fucking Jesse Camp run on your fucking ticket. <laughs> oh yeah. my God. We tried Mitt Romney. How about uh, former MTV VJ Jesse Camp? <laughs> That's what the kids want these days. They have a file from like 2003. <laughs> they just take it and blow the dust off. <sighs> Says here, Jesse Camp's our man. Opening he- case of youth emergency. <laughs> well, it says- says right here he's even more popular than Dave Holmes and Carson Daly. <laughs> I mean, sounds like presidential material to me. That's pretty popular. <laughs> so, like all presidents do the day after they get elected, right? Because we all know how this works. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give a State of the Union address. Sure, why not? Because that's just how this works, right? So, like, in the he's like, well, I was elected president. That's great. Cut to, well, it's time for the State of the Union. And he, like, walks in. <laughs> And all the all the hippies are back up in the gallery, and it's like all these like grim faced old men are just like, how did we ever let this happen? And he just starts talking all this like shit, and he's he, this is where he's like, I'm disbanding the military. Uh, we're just giving away like hundreds of tons of free grain to third world countries. Right? Or, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm being impeached. Yeah. <laughs> like, all this shit. Yeah, as oh, if we don't have checks and balances in place to destroy presidents like this. BT dubs, I'm going to make relocation camps. for When you're 30, you're, you're mandatorily retired. Yep. Uh, when you're 35. Oh, I like the sound of this. <laughs> <laughs> We'd already be living in Florida. I'm, oh, I'm, I didn't think it happened, but I'm voting Republican. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And when you're 35, you get sent to an education center, baby, where you do LSD all the live long day. They put you in a concentration camp yeah. where they pump you full of LSD till I, you're a fucking zombie. Against your will, and you have to wear like these matching blue robes and stuff. Now, and here's the thing I don't get, is they say when they're giving like the election results and they're like, Max Frost has swept this country, yeah. except and surprisingly, the state of Hawaii. And you're like, that's weird. Like, what? You, you know what? What are you? What are you trying to say there? I don't get that. But then, in retaliation for him not taking that state, President Max Frost is like, oh, and by the way, that whole state of Hawaii, they're just getting jacked with LSD right now, thirty or not, and they just turn like the state of Hawaii into like. This weird LSD colony. Speaking of wild in the streets, why aren't there riots in the street? Like, the second, like, first of all, all of your troops at this point would have to be under the age of 30. So I'm thinking Ooh. everyone, the military is coming after you. The fucking Chicago Bears are coming after you. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, the, there are Super some Bowl big, shovel off of your face. <laughs> there's some big dudes over the age of 30 that's not going to take this too lightly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, you disband a military. They got nothing else to do, and they're ready to rumble. Oh, know? yeah, exactly. Like, you get, like, a gaggle of pissed-off Navy SEALs. They're coming for you, Max Frost. Mm-hmm. Don't think they're not coming for you. Speaking of coming for you, during this speech, during his State of the Union, uh, 
like Hal Holbrook just cannot stand it any longer. Oh, I love this. And he just starts carefully like pulling this gun out of a desk drawer. And I was like, oh, do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. make him a martyr. That's fine. As long as he's not in this movie anymore, I'm fine with it. But fucking Jitter Nerves has to take the gun out super slow. He's got to look at the gun, look at him, look at the gun, look yeah. at him. It's like, yeah, come on, real- just fucking do it. You coward. <laughs> just assassinate this president already. You got to fucking, you got to Jack Ruby, that son of a bitch. It's got to be in your shirt. Yep. You got to go up like you're about to shake his hand. Yep. And then you go say, hey, Oswald. Man, 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 and yeah. then you're done. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, like you maybe start up, maybe get a little friendly with him you know it's just like i'm so glad i could introduce you to the world of politics it's going to be so great working side by side with you i know i'm going to have to retire in six months you know what you do you 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 hand him a hand him a little drink and you say you know we're not so different you and i yeah (laughs) and then you then you get him it's in your shirt it's not in your dresser it's not and right before you do it you turn to the camera and you're like he thinks that I'm his friend right now. <laughs> what he doesn't know will kill him. <laughs> and then smile and then turn back to your conversation with him. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, how, that, that's, yeah. How, that's how politics works, right? Everybody's talking to cameras. <laughs> I mean, Shelly Winters goes mad pretty quickly, right? <laughs> oh, she goes off the deep end. Well, because, I mean, like, she kills this kid, right? And they yep. check in with her peri- periodically throughout the movie because... I mean, really, it seems like a thing where, like, clearly she's the biggest star in the movie, and that they just give had her something to, to do. They had to justify her being in the movie, you know what I mean? So they come back to her, and she's like, "Oh, you know, uh, on my son's advice, I've, I'm, I'm all the way, I'm way into LSD now, and like, you know, she's all hippied out herself. She's been seeing an LSD therapist, like Mad Men. Yeah, exactly. Which is pretty great. And the dad is like a vegetable oh, for some yeah. reason. He's, just, He's just like smoking weed silently. Like he can still move. <laughs> you know what? If this was happening, I think you'd be doing the same. Yeah. No, I'd be really embarrassed. You just like, oh, my smoking son, weed by yourself. My going, son oh. did what? Yeah. No, I'm silently just token up. I'm sorry. We got we to gotta backtrack for a second and talk about this scene where Hal Holbrook goes mental on his family. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is so fucking great. Oh, my God. He... he because when he was having that conversation with his son, his son ends up saying that 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 he's part of that alcoholic generation, right? And that's like the, that's the all their problems is because old people like alcohol; they don't like LSD. That's right. where it stems from. Well, it's, yeah, it's like you make all your decisions while you're fucking drunk. That's why we're in the position that we're in. So Hal Holbrook gets fucking piss ass drunk. Show <laughs> <laughs> he, those kids proving stu- his kid right. He's stumbling around, and one of the lines he says is. We pour napalm on our own troops. Why? Because we're drunk. <laughs> oh, and he starts ripping some posters, which oh, is what I love. It's, I love oh. when a dad is pissed off and oh, it's time yeah. for the, the there's not even there's not enough posters in this house for him to rip. That's his problem tonight. It's so awesome. And it's like any poster with a picture of a person under 30 is coming down. He starts ripping everything, and then he has the drunken slurred line of like from now on, you read nothing but Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah. He's yelling at, like, and, a four-year-old child. Or little women. Read little women. He's, like, crying, like, little women. You're going to read little women. You're going to stay young forever. And then his youngest son turns to him and goes, I hate you, Daddy. <laughs> oh, that stings. I think that's why he wanted to kill What's-His-Face. Yes, that's was, before the assassination. Yes. The fucking piss-poor assassination attempt. <laughs> Can't even call it an assassination But he, he actually... He, assassination thought. <laughs> 
he he runs off and yeah, this guy's like fucking John Hinckley with a fucking even slower hand. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, then like after that, after the assassination attempt, like he runs off and they're like, uh, he'll be back or like some <laughs> yeah. shit like that. And he like rounds up his family and like they go on the lamb for a little bit. Yeah, they're totally caught like instantly. They're, they they start. They're tending to like a farm in the middle of the woods. They like have retreated from society. Yeah, they totally which is where did. I would be. Oh, you'd have to a real Ted Kaczynski situation until until teenagers dressed as Nazi stormtroopers, yeah. basically with black hats with question marks on them, like they're in the Riddler's gang. <laughs> oh, a lot of this. Some I mean, of them have peace symbols too. What's that about? <laughs> A lot Mixed of this, messages. Th- just because of my skewered view of the 60s, a lot of this does look like the Batman, the old Batman show. Like, any of the fighting that's going on, <laughs> some of the LSD scenes, I'm like, where's fucking Frank Gorshin? It might have been the same fight choreographer. <laughs> it probably was. Batman the show and Wild well, in the Streets. Speaking of comics, uh, apparently in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, mm-hmm. there's a line or two about Max Frost having been the U.S. president. Yes. So... This is a shared universe with that Sean Connery movie, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. With so in in the world of Wild in the Streets, there exists a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, uh, yep. James Bond, uh, uh, Captain Nemo. Like they're all there, dude. They're, they're all like, there. They're all hanging out, and, and they're all too old to live. They're all somehow. <laughs> well, that's why they're in Europe, right, or something. They're all terrified of the demon bat Ed, Ed Begley. <laughs> That's something they don't really address, though, except very briefly, because, um, like, the president's giving a press conference, and just like any other politician, once he's in office, he's flip-flopping on everything, because yeah. they're like, they're like uh, you know, Mr. President, uh, there's a lot of people over 30 out there who are passing for under 30, and he's like, yeah, baby, but you know what? If they can pass, they must be cool, right? And they're like... Okay, Mr. President, you know, <laughs> and the then like they, one. they present him with like some other problem, and he's like, "Yeah, but if they're doing that, that probably means oh, oh, that's oh, that's what they do. They totally start invoking more fucking Holocaust shit because they're like, they're like, uh, you know, Mr. President, there's a lot of people over thirty who have been hiding in attics. Yep, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, but think about it this way: if they're hiding in an attic, they can't really harm this country, right, baby?" And I'm like. No, dude. Your platform was eradicate these people. Yeah, Fucking step two. <laughs> well, get get I, these people in the LSD camp that you promised. I'll see. <laughs> Just picturing you in Germany in the 30s or 40s. <laughs> no, no, no. You said. <laughs> Don't backpedal now, Hitler. Look, we're either doing this or we're not doing this. I'm not even saying I'm for it. I'm just for sticking to our guns. <laughs> yeah. Last Tuesday you said we would. <laughs> no, this back and forth horse shit, Hitler. You're either in or you're out. <laughs> God, that Adolf, man. He's such a flip-flop. And now just imagine, like, <laughs> you yelling at Hitler. Hitler has his finger on his lips. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. sound like such a hot idea. That's right. <laughs> the devil on Adolf Hitler's shoulder was Andrew. <laughs> yep. I, I buy it. Fair enough. Oh, so also Hal Holbrook is lynched. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's no, what happened. No, I, th- I think he, kill, he kills himself, does he? Yeah, I think. Does he? He gets, him and his family get put into the concentration camp, and they, they get all hopped up on LSD, and he's got some really weird looks in his eye, and then, then you oh, see it. Oh, oh, I thought he's he hung was, himself. Oh, I thought they were like, because you attempted to assassinate yeah. President Cool. You're going up. Uh, <laughs> President <yeah>. Cool. <laughs> hey, baby man, just call me President Cool. Well, so he's dead, 
And like we're the movie's like essentially over. Yeah. There's no real like oh by the way ending to this movie. But there's yeah. some world events going on, you know, because what is going on in the world? <laughs> Mexico, Canada, and Cuba are all predicted to fall in their own teen revolutions. Of course, right? Russia, the Soviet Union, yeah, comes apart. Thanks to Max Frost and, and his, and his fucking song. Yeah. It's the song. They say something about like his song 52% has been like at the top of the Soviet charts. Yeah. And the curtain comes down. How the fuck they let that shit in? Yeah. But also, now let's let's get really racist for a moment. Oh we no, we haven't this, really this been is, there yet. This is I mean, we didn't say the homophobic line. I know, but what is going on in Red China? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, first of all, let's call it Red China, because that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, you're not uh, wrong. <laughs> Apparently, the teen youth movement there has started to to to, to take up this slogan: "We don't want to be no yellow peril." It just you know, they're first, describing themselves. No, they wouldn't. As first of all, they wouldn't. They, would, they, they wouldn't. I said before this movie was written by someone who was born in the 1920s. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why that's there. Mm-hmm. It's because it's also based on his short story well, that, that well, he wrote after being born in the 1920s. He's like, oh, after being what, born. What, what, what are Asian people like to call themselves? Oh, probably the stuff I used to say in the war to my <laughs> service buddies. Probably that stuff. That's Probably how that. they identify. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, and that, that's, that's the point, though. This was a bad short story, and you could tell. And it's like reading a bad Shouts and Murmurs, where you're just Ugh. like, oh, is this really a full page? <sighs> shouts and Murmurs can be amazing. Yeah. But when you get a bad Shouts and Murmurs, I want to throw the whole magazine in the garbage. <laughs> so, yeah, this was based on a short story. Yes, it was. Yeah. That was it, also expanded into a book, apparently. Right. <laughs> and then a movie. All written by a guy who was born. Sometime in the 1920s. <laughs> and the thing is, my, my big beef is, you know a punchline is coming. Like, yeah. And I hate this in movies. I hate, like, when you're just waiting, you're just turning the pages. Like, you're tapping your foot at this point. Like, but then what's the kicker? Like, I know we're, we're not building towards a climax. We're not building towards a resolution. We are building towards a punchline. Yeah. And you, and you yep. sm- with this kind of material, you could smell it coming a mile away. And it, it comes right after this. And, before we get to it, one thing, speaking of racism, you reminded me, one of the other things that they say when they're interviewing this president and he's talking about uh, uh, the addicts, yeah. they're also like, Mr. President, do you have anything to comment on uh, the creation of, uh, shall we say, underground railroads? Yeah. Like, oh, Ugh. born sometime in the Ugh. 1920s, this just, guy. Just, just shut up. And uh, Shelley Wint- Winters goes, and she has her own horrific end. Oh, yeah, she does. I'm young, I'm young. She's being dragged away. And then she's one joke line. I'm Aryan. Oh, yeah. Does she, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, like, oh, wrong, wrong move. Holocaust, like, you get it yet? <laughs> <laughs> but fucking 40 years too late for that one. Well, the, at the end of the movie, right before the punchline comes, she's trying to climb out of the camp. Right. And she starts singing, uh, My Country Tis of Thee. And it's oh. like, and it's like supposed to be, I guess, poignant and horrific, but it's just sad. And like, they pull her down off like the, the razor wire and she's got like, you see her like bloody hand fall back into the camp. That's what you get for smoking your drugs and listening to your music <laughs> and, and not doing your fucking homework. But it's certainly not punishment for running a child over with that car because we've totally forgotten about that (laughs) so president cool uh eradicates the secret service and he's like driving in a convertible and they have this line like it's the it's the guy comes back from uh you know he got done uh uh narrating hamburgers and you like he comes back and he's like 
Now the president, President Cool, has eradicated the Secret Service, allowing him to move much more freely and coolly throughout the country. And he pulls over. Yes, Chrysler cars. <laughs> yeah, baby man, I like the way it handles. <laughs> He pulls over. There's like a dock or some shit. Well, this is b- before this. There's this weird scene where he's putting a kid to bed. I guess he either has children's. They he's at some squat somewhere, even though he's the president. Sleeping on pillows and blankets, man. They do make reference earlier in the movie to like, they're like, oh, man, how many kids do you have? And oh. he's like, two I'm responsible for. But that doesn't mean it's only two, baby. <laughs> So oh, it's yeah. one okay. of question mark number of children. So he's like trying to get his son to bed and his kid's like, I don't want to fucking go to sleep. And he's like, <laughs> you know, you know, he's like, you got to, baby, because I told you to. And it's like, you know, what what, what does the kid say? What, what, how's it go? I don't remember what the oh, kid says. Oh, no, I sorry. thought, is, I, is this the. Yeah, well, he, he's, he's like, well, well, how old? You know, oh, yeah. He's like, how old are you? And he's like. I'm 24, baby. The coolest age there is. And he's like, That's old. And he's like, That's old. Oh, my, my, my God. <laughs> you call me? Oh, oh. And he gets all flustered. And that's why he's got to go for this drive. Yeah, he's, he's going for a drive. Right. So, got to go clear my head. Yeah. So he, he pulls one. over because the president can just pull over. Like he pulls <laughs> over, right? And there's like a dock or some shit. The most hated president in history, BT Dubs. Yes, absolutely. It's like a shitty, weird pond. Yeah, and he like he pulls up like a bait thing, and there's a little like crawfish, and like he puts the like crawfish bites him, and he's like, "Oh yeah, crawfish! Well, I'm 24 years old," (laughs) and he steps on it and kills it, and then these kids come out, and they're like, "What the fuck did you do that for? Like that was our pet. That was our crawdad. You know, his name's Harry or whatever. Like, why did you do that?" And the whole time he's having these flashbacks of like, you're old. It's like they keep just superimposing <laughs> the kid. Old. That's old. That's old. That, that, that's old. And he's like going mad just thinking about hey, what this What does child. he say to these kids? What are you going to do about it? And they're, you know, I don't, I don't remember what they say in response to that. But then he's like, uh, he like walks away. Or that's, I think that's what it is. He's like, what are you going to do about it? That's yeah. what I thought. Nothing. And he gets back in the president mobile and speeds away. <laughs> and then the kid, like there's a, like a gaggle of little kids. And he's like, oh, man, old people or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, what is it? It's like he turns at- to the camera. Yeah. And he goes. We're going to put everyone over 10 out of business. Oh, out of business. <laughs> That's what it is. You ain't big enough to beat me up, are you? <laughs> We're going to put everybody over 10 out of business. Dun, dun, dun. And then apparently the sequel to this movie is The Country Becomes the Town from Children of the Corn. Because I guess so. And that's the end of it. Everybody needs a fucking science class that understands how aging works. You're 10 now, you're going to be 14 in four fucking years. Well, I mean, you're 24, I mean, you're going to be 30 in six goddamn fucking years. Oh, no, that, that's forever, man. That is Daddy forever, oh, that baby. That is like forever. But 18? Going to give the, the vote at 18? What's next? 14? Oh, oh, might as well be 10 years old. They might as well marry goats. Oh, if we're going to give the gays the right to vote, we might as well I, I, give the gays the right to get married. They might oh. as well have sex with children oh. and goats and, and, and zygote the vote. Oh. Zygote the vote. This 10-year-old's going to marry a goat. But I guess that's okay under President Cool. I guess I'm just so lame. I'm going to take my gargoyle wings and go get them clean. <laughs> <laughs> Just flies off. Eddie Murphy's after my idol. 
And then when Eddie Murphy finally shows up and defeats Ed Bagley Sr. and he yeah. turns back into a stone gargoyle, great ending. Yeah, oh, it's a great ending. It would be much better than the ending of the movie, which we have just described to you. And then there's like an American flag just comes up on the screen and like each actor's face is where like the stars should be. Right. I, I mean, I was hoping for a big red text that says, do you get it? Just yeah. to be like... <laughs> It's propaganda, man, and not even the cool kind. It's like so poorly done and so clearly over the top that it doesn't. I mean, I'm trying to like, okay, something like Reefer Madness, right? Like that's also over the top, hilarious fucking propaganda. But I guess the difference is, I'm I'm wondering if the difference is because like with Reefer Madness, it worked one, which is insane, but it worked and it made people fear marijuana, but. Did this movie, like, work the same? Like, were people scared of, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't give 18-year-olds the vote. Maybe it should be 21 for I no don't reason. Think so. I don't think people... You don't think anybody was, like, seeing this movie, like, oh, my goodness. Maybe two people. <laughs> One I of them was imagine. Ed Begley Sr. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, I, I just can't see anyone taking this Dad, seriously. I can't wait to be in movies. Get back in there, Egg Begley Jr. <laughs> Whatever you say. His time was right around the corner. It was, yeah. 70s, he, sp- he sprung those wings. <laughs> those acting wings. Those baby bat wings. Because he, he would be part gargoyle by our, oh, by our yeah. math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, man. And that's that's this movie. Like, what an insane piece of, like, confused propaganda. Like, if you're going to try to, like, use bullshit to scare people, do it right. Yeah. Don't make wild in the streets. Should have gone back to that horror movie narrations. More Shelley Winters. I died in a concentration camp because <laughs> you made me have that boy. Well, that's yeah. I mean, I, I kind of figured the ending would be like her horrific end. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not this sort of he kind of did the math and realized he would be 30 pretty fucking soon. Right. What an asshole. Man. Like, that's seriously. <laughs> it's... It just like yeah, it makes no sense. You know, buy, how, buy a fucking calendar. <laughs> you know how this movie should end, by the way, is much like how The Omen ends, mm-hmm. where Gregory Peck is racing to murder a child in a church. Oh yeah, it should be on Shelley Winters to be like, I created this monster. Yep. I have to put a stop to it, and then it's like this woman assassinating her president cool son. Yes, like that's how you do it, right? Yeah. Like he's giving. You know, maybe it's like four days after he was elected, so he's going to give his uh, 100 days progress report because that's how we work the president's timeline in this movie. Mm-hmm. So he's like giving that like my first 100 days and he's like assassinated like right there, just getting it out of the way. And like that's the end of the movie. And it's like it'd be that'd be cool. Or if like Richard Pryor has been secretly 29 this whole time, like he didn't <laughs> tell anybody because, you know, he's hanging out with his young friends and he's like, oh, fuck, it's going to come to light. I'm going to go to one of those camps. I better put shut this shit down. That's what, see, that's what you needed in this movie. Yeah. A scene where one of the gang, yes. like the entourage, has the 30th birthday. Yes. And it's like, but guys, I've been with you like from Jump Street. Like, come on. Like, you know, I'm still we're, the we're same friends. cool dude. Right. Yeah. Sorry, man. You aged out. Like a real fucking Logan's Run situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Then Richard Pryor's like running for his life because he doesn't want to be hepped up on LSD in a fucking camp. I think the movie should have ended with the military doing a coup, taking over to be like, you don't understand, you kids. There's robots from outer space coming down. Because <laughs> why not? 
At this point, it's just, and then you could end the movie because you're trying to create this big propaganda piece being like, if 18 year olds get the right to vote, alien robots will come from outer space and take over the world. And what's next? Are you going to have a robot vote? <laughs> Do you really want a robot to vote? Oh, I don't even want to get into robot rights, man. No, That's a whole least. other jar of worms. Mm. Would anybody recommend Wild in the Streets? I wouldn't. Uh-huh. I mean, I think it's a, it's a cultural artifact for sure. Uh, it's definitely interesting in a lot of ways of like what people were afraid of and like what they also weren't ready to combat. Like the civil rights movement isn't at all talked about. Like the real important yeah. the 60s stuff. You think about like what hippies actually got done or helped get done at the very least yeah is never broached but you know it just it's it's kind of a slog for me because you you get you get really ahead of this movie really fast you know exactly where it's going you're waiting for the punchline you have an idea what the punchline is and then it just sort of happens yeah well steve is wrong sure (laughs) everyone should see this movie especially you baby babies out there (laughs) But it's just so. I think it's just the seeing is believing, just because it's just so insane of a premise. I guess I'm kind of like split down the middle because, like, I agree with Steve, where it's like you just you know what this is, right? But at the same time, like those sequences where they're lazily poisoning the water supply <laughs> and things like that, I'd say you should watch this movie. But like I've said this entire episode, be prepared for some of the worst music you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> this is some of hands down the worst music I've heard in a movie. Oh, and I just realized if you're listening to this on the day it's released, November 4th. Get out and vote. Yep. Rock that vote. Rock that vote. <laughs> all my babies, all you 14-year-olds. I don't think 14-year-olds should listen to this show, FYI. Yeah, no. <laughs> t- turn this off, wash up, and go to bed. <laughs> but, hey, man, if you're of age to vote, man. Find the coolest candidate you can, man, and just throw it behind him, man. <laughs> That's Wild in the Streets from 1968, directed by Barry Shear. If you want more information about We Hate Movies, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, weallhatemovies at gmail.com. What's your favorite ridiculous propaganda film? Uh, Rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get the program. Uh, We would greatly appreciate that, of course. Make a point to do that. Takes two seconds. You know, it uh, helps us out. Doesn't take a lot of time out of your day. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, clue for next week's episode. Dolphin. (laughs) Ooh, dolphins, huh? Dolphin, yeah. Nice. See what we can do with that. Yeah, so Listener Request Month rolls on next week with something about dolphins. Uh, And be sure to check out whmpodcast.spreadshirt.com. Until next week, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Steven Sadek. Take it easy. Take it easy.